Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Brian Dress on the line. Brian, how are you? Mike, it's great to be with you and your audience today. Great to have you here. I uh, hope things are well in uh, Chicago. Spent several years there back in the 90s and the turn of the turn of the century. So always love getting back to that part of the country. So you, you do some amazing work. So I want to share a little bit about your background and, and the stuff you're doing with Left Rain. Sure, Mike. I've been uh, in the investment world for over 15 years now. The first 12 or so years, I was a trader up here in Chicago at the Board of Trade. Um, I dabbled in futures, mainly in uh, oil and gas, and um, also some equities and also some fixed income. So kind of all, all over the map. You know, trading was great for a while, and I think it's really a young man's game. Um, but there's a lot of um, structural disadvantages to trading versus long-term investing. Um, so I'm happy to be where I'm at now. Um, and at Left Brain, we have a wealth management business and also a hedge fund. And the third prong is an investment research business. So um, for a wealth management business of our size, we're unusual in that we keep a staff of analysts on hand and I manage that, that part of the business. Um, and so we've taken that research and put it out to the public through left brain investment research. So um, three prongs to the business, and, but it all stems from the long-term investing mentality. And that's very important. And I know we talked in the pre-show uh, a lot about Robinhood and you know basically day trading or you know short-term type of investing type of situations. And you you come from that you know on the floor trading experience and you know the energy and all of that good stuff. But you know it's you know here we're going to make do something with this and we're going to do it and then turn it around, wash, rinse, repeat kind of thing. Where long-term investing is, is not that. It's you know literally. You, you, you need to come up as an investor uh, on an understanding of what you want. You know, what do you want your future to look like when you get, you know, 20, 30 years, 40 years, depending on how old you are down the road. You know, I've been hammering my 19 year old daughter to invest and she's starting to a little bit, you know, she's got a little trade fund. So, um, you know, she asked what stock to buy. And I say, I am not an advisor. I cannot tell you what stocks to buy. <laughs> and like, I'm not giving you that advice. I don't want you mad at me. Yeah, dad, I bought this and it went down 40. Well, well, welcome to the wonderful world of investing. If it always went up, guess what? We'd all be rich and well, everything else would cost so much because there wouldn't be any equity in anything. But a uh, long story short, the long-term investing is something that I think a lot of people need to get a better understanding on. So what are some of the challenges you see with, with people when they, when they first approach you or your team on, you know, wanting, you know, to get their portfolio set up so they can start, you know, thinking long-term instead of this short-term, I need to buy what, you know, Reddit or somebody else told me to buy today kind of situation. Yeah, there's a few things. Um, like you mentioned, I think there's a lot of media influence that, takes people in the wrong direction. So the financial media is in the business of clicks and, uh, and ratings. And so they chase a lot of the shiny stories and, you know, you know, talking a lot about the Robin Hood names, the Reddit names and that sort of thing, because that, that drives traffic. So I think people have a hard time like getting into the mentality of long-term investing because there's just not that much literature research um, available to them. 
and they don't have, um, you know, the experience in the markets, which you really have to have to be able to do this. Um, so that's one problem. You know, like you said, the trading, people want to trade in and out. Uh, they think that's the way to make a lot of money. But the reality is, is most people don't do well with that. Um, I, like I said, I was a trader. Uh, I knew a lot of traders and a lot of those guys aren't traders anymore. Um, so this reality is it's a difficult thing to do. What happens is with long-term investing versus trading, when you trade, you got to make a lot of good decisions. When you make a long-term investment decision, you have to make one decision to get in and one decision to get out. So I find it a lot more uh, simplified to do that. And we work out with fundamental research. Um, so that really helps. Um, the other thing about trading versus investing is there's tax implications. Um, and that's something that is never considered or discussed. So there's a lot of reasons why long-term investing works better than trading. And then the last thing, you know, kind of to bring people in, I know people want to make quick money, fast money. The reality is, is with long-term investments, sometimes you buy a long-term investment and it goes up quickly. Um, so that's there too. That's, an, uh, that's also a possibility. What really is hard for people is sort of taking that first step into taking a risk. Um, when I was young, you know, I had some money to, to, to put into the markets and this is like right around that 2008, 2009 timeframe. So, you know, made some money, put it in the markets and then kind of took a, uh, a terrible turn. And, you know, the reality is, is if you would have just stuck it out, you know, even bought more stock at that time, you would have turned out so much better. But when you're young uh, or when you're inexperienced with the markets, you don't necessarily realize that. And I think from my experience, what people have a hard time doing is taking that first step in risk. So when you take that first leap into the unknown uh, of investing, um, it feels really difficult. And then, you know, it's always said you want to buy when others are fearful. Um, but in practice, that's really hard to do. Um, but what I also would say is through my experiences, I realized each time that you do it, it's that much easier. And so you have to sort of get into that cycle uh, of buying into the, into the low points of the market. Um, and so that's what I think is the hardest thing for people to do. And that's what we try to do at Left Brain is, you know, we, want, we love to work with people. But we also want to educate the, the broader investing public um, that the best way to do this is to accumulate stock over, the lifetime, over your lifetime. Um, with that long-term orientation. It, it's critical to do that. And yes, you're going to buy something and it's going to go down and you're thinking, oh no, what's going to happen? And I was like, well, if you bought it and you did some research on the company and you think, okay, this is a company that's going to be around for a while. They've got some innovation coming. There's whatever they happen to be working on. You know, there's so many different choices uh, to choose from. And it ties into your interests as well. You know, if you want to invest in, in healthcare or infrastructure or, you know, there's tons of ETFs as well for people to look into. But again, before you start doing that, you got to figure out what your philosophy is yourself on what type of investor you are. What are you comfortable with? If you're going to be upset because your Tesla stock dropped, you know, $25 this morning, 
mm, well, you know, maybe you want to go into something where you're not necessarily looking at it so much because that's just going to, you know, give you acid reflux on top of everything else. You, you have to understand this is long term. I know a lot of people that invest. They get their long-term portfolio set. Yes, they do review it from time to time, but it's not every day. They, they kind of set it and forget it in a way um, because it's set up the way that they want it to be working with you know, individuals or teams like you at Left Brain to get you know, an, basically the framework set. And it's like planning for anything. It's like, okay, we're going on a long, long trip. Okay, what do we need to plan? Well, we need to have all of this and this. You get it set, then you launch on your journey. Um, and and yes, you can adjust along the way. I mean, if there's some significant situation, you're like, okay, well, you know, maybe we need to look at adding more of that particular stock because something comes up or, ooh, okay, this doesn't look good in the long term. Maybe we need to adjust accordingly and and and, and take our losses and invest. You know, I, good friend of mine who does a lot of day trading. Um, you know, he says, you know, every day is a new day. Um, and, and even in long term, it's like, it's a new day, but you know, look at things. And when you see things and you, you can invest wisely and over time, and you know, we can look back to the stock market and, you know, when you said 2008, 2009, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I, I, I remember that time very, very well. And I know what happened, but you know, to second your point of if you would have hung on and, you know, actually if you had the financial ability to do so, put more into it, life is pretty good right now because you would have done extremely well looking back at the numbers of a lot of shares back then compared to where they are right now. It's, you know, it was, you know, kind of not a straight line, but it certainly looks like it when you zoom out on those charts. Right. So one of the things she had mentioned too, and I obviously I want to let you, you know, talk on some other things too, is in the pre-show you talked about, you know, what are some, you know, good, you know, five to six signs, uh, on a stock that you look for as far as a potential investment uh, possibility? Okay. I'll answer that question, but I want to take a quick step back. I think uh, a lot of people are intimidated by the markets and sort of don't even know where to begin. And so what I try to tell people is if you're trying, first of all, um, you know, if you don't know anything and you don't want to get involved, either you need to work with somebody or you just need to do index investing. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, um, but we think we can do so much better with active investing. And that's what we're all about. So, uh, you know, you got to get started somewhere. And what I like to tell people is, you know, think of a couple of companies that you know well, um, and then go and read a couple of their last earnings conference calls and, and go through a couple of the materials. Uh, they put presentations out there and everything else. And you can sort of marry your knowledge of that company with the way that they report everything uh, to investors. And then I think you can start to understand the rhythm of how it works. Everything you need to know about the company is public. It's all out there in their, in their, comp in their company filings, 10Ks, but especially those earnings calls, because A, you get to get the tone of the management and B, you get to understand what's their strategy and sort of how that's meeting the marketplace. Um, so with that all being said, we definitely look for a few specific uh, concepts that when we're looking at a stock. So um, we're growth investors unabashedly. So that means we're not looking for something that's downtrodden, um, you know, trying to buy a dime for a nickel or anything like that. We're looking for stocks that ha are with companies that are growing revenues of, you know, 20, 30, 40% or more. And what we really want to know is, is that growth rate accelerating? 
That's the most important thing. Um, we're also looking for companies that are becoming more profitable. You have to understand, especially in the growth business, uh, a lot of these companies are losing money at the beginning and that's okay, but you want to see a trajectory toward profitability. Um, so that's something we definitely look for. We're looking for companies that operate um, in new categories or category defining type of companies. So a lot of the time uh, we'll be investing in uh, technological companies that might compete with an IBM or an Oracle, um, something legacy. So we want companies that are on the cutting edge trying to create the new categories. Um, so that's something that we really look for. And another thing that's super important is management. You have to be able to trust management and understand what they're trying to accomplish. Um, so we want management that is invested, pretty much all their money is invested in that company. We want management. A lot of the times we're looking for companies that are still led by their founder. Um, so that's a good indicator for us. Our companies that are run by serial entrepreneurs, people that have done it before who have you know, brought a company to market, maybe sold it to another company or really uh, created terrific investment returns for their investors. Um, so those are, uh, you know, three or four of the things that we're really looking for. And in this, in this growth um, stock investing world, um, those concepts seem to really always come up in the most, um, in the most successful investments that you, you know, looking back historically, that pattern always seems to repeat itself. No, it's a great list, and you know, statistically speaking, you'll do quite well um, if you know the stock you're looking at checks off all of those boxes. You know, I, I particularly like the you know, when you mentioned you know yeah companies, especially in the beginning, yeah you know, they're losing money, but they're doing a lot of investment, a lot of R and D, uh, and they're turning things around. You know, a big obviously large cap stock that comes to mind would be Amazon. You know, Amazon lost a ton of money for a long time, and a lot of people are like, when are they going to throw it in? When are they going to fall apart? Um, I, I don't. Think that's going to happen anytime soon? Uh, it might in you know years down the road. Who knows? You know the world. How, who knows what the world's going to look like in, uh, in a few decades? But um, I don't think we have to worry about them anytime soon. Uh, and again, you know, it's those organizations, the tried and true ones that you know they they go through some things. And management, I think, is a big one too because again, strong leadership. Have they been there before? Have they navigated? You see, you know, when an organization is in trouble and their stock's tanking, and all of a sudden they bring in, okay, here's the new leadership coming in. You look at them, it's like, oh, this is the turnaround specialist. Right. Okay. Next thing you know, the investors look at that, you know, the market goes, we like what we see. And then the, the stock starts rising. One thing that, you know, didn't dawn on me that makes a ton of sense on the, on the management side of things, too, and, and the, you know, original ownership, if they're still around, is, you know, looking at the, you know, their investment in their own company, you know, because there's ways, you know, there's plenty of sources online where you can look and see, you know, okay, insider, you know, who, you know, insider selling, insider trading kind of thing, not the illegal kind of people. No, we're talking about this is, you know, the, you know, the major shareholders of this organization. Are they buying more or are they selling more? And if you see, you know, they own a ton of stock and also you, you tar start seeing that they uh, are, are buying some more, you're going, okay, they're investing more. Something to look into. It's like, okay, you know, there's, there's an area where, okay, they're buying more and acquiring it. They believe in the company. So, you know, that's the situation. If, if you're seeing, okay, just a series of people cashing out, you're like, hmm, what's going on here? I mean, you could... It may not be 
anything major, but it could, you know, be some indication of, you know, maybe a change in the guard or, um, you know, they're, they're, they understand that there's going to be a market adjustment coming and maybe they're, you know, taking some profit. There's a variety of different reasons. We all, we all wish we could say, well, that's what this means. Maybe uh, it depends. And, but long story short, when you're looking for different types of stocks to invest in for your long-term and your short-term, you know, this is applicable for short-term too, in my opinion, you, you look at these indicators and you're like, okay, so you get a little bit more educated, I'm going to call it an educated guess on the best stocks because you could look at a, a stock and it's like, wow, all the indicators are pointing that this thing is going to, is going to be great and it doesn't and because there's other factors involved. But that is not going to be all the time if you do this homework and you're diligent about you know picking these, these types of stocks for your investment. Absolutely. And I, I agree completely, obviously, on the management stuff. I want to go back. Um, to what you mentioned with Amazon and pull on that thread a little bit. So if you looked at Amazon on a price to earnings basis for the last 20 years, it would have looked very expensive. And this is another kind of challenge that we see out there. And especially in the financial media is, you know, people analyze stocks all on the same basis. You know, they look at every single stock in the S and P 500 as if it has the same trajectory going on and, you know, price to earnings, we find, is really bad at capturing growth potential. And so, you know, one of the things we do is we look more at price to sales, especially in these growth stocks. Um, and I think that gives us a lot better indicator of, you know, where the company's headed and where the stock price is headed. And what uh, one term that I like to mention to people is a failure of imagination. I think a lot of times with growth stocks, you know, people might make 50% on it in a couple of years and say, that's great and ring the register and that sort of thing. And I would caution people not to do that with growth stocks. I think um, as long as the growth trajectory is still there, you'd be amazed at how, um, how much return you can get with in Amazon, for instance. I mean, if you look at Amazon 15 years ago, you would have said, this is a great business, but you would have never considered how high it could have possibly gone. And I think people really fail to imagine you know, companies that really define a category or really change the way that people do business tend to really do well and over the long term. And, you know, you can make many times over your money. Um, and I think people just kind of get caught up in kind of where the chart is and, and other things and other factors like that. But um, especially if you're in the accumulation phase, we have two reasons why we would ever sell stock. Um, the first is if the thesis changes. So if the business changes or, or something, you know, along those lines, you know, what we thought was going on is no longer the case. And that's why we follow the company filings, then we'll change our mind and, and get out. And then the only other reason we would sell stock is this, if there's another opportunity that's better than the one that we're currently dealing with. But otherwise, um, you know, looking at resistance on the chart or anything like that, we think is a bad way of going about uh, selling stock, especially if you're in the short term, you know, if you've held the stock for less than a year, there's huge tax consequences to selling. Yeah, gigantic. And I think a lot of people, uh, especially those new investors and, you know, the uh, the Robin Hoods and the easy to sign up trades are, are learning that lesson uh, because they're like, whoa, I, got, I have to report all of this. 
Yes, you know? you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. And, and, and believe me, um, our, our friends at internal revenue are, are definitely you know interested in, in your investment <laughs> strategy as well, because yeah, there's, there's definitely tax implications on it's, it's a transaction. It's a capital asset. There's all, all those things. And it, it, you got to really watch it. Now, if you're a bad investor, well, you got all losses. Okay. Not so much to worry about, but if you, you nailed it out of the park and you're hitting home runs all the time on your investments, congratulations. But you know, hey, they're, they're going to want some of that too. So whenever you get in any type of investment type of situation, don't do it alone. Uh, I know no. it's easy. You can grab your smartphone. You can open up an account. You, sh- you show some proof of ID, and next thing you know, you throw some money at it, and you, now you're now you're trading stocks. Awesome, that's great. But you, yeah, I, I am, yeah, I, I know you agree with this. It's like you're playing with your money, which okay, that's exciting, sometimes fun, especially when you make a little bit of money on something. That's great, but. There's so many other implications involved with it, and uh, especially from a taxation standpoint, and also your your future. You don't want to be flirting with with that. You want that to be rock solid. So it's better to talk with someone that has worked in the business, understands it inside and out. You know market trends, and you've seen the best of times, and with you know the what the market's doing, you know has been doing recently. To go back to March of last year, oh, that was fun. Um, and then go back to 08, 09, that was even more fun. Um, and, but look at, it's like, you know, you start talking to people last spring, you know, I'm sure all the, all the smart people are going, this doesn't feel like it's going to last as long as what we thought it is. So they dumped a bunch of money into things and, and now they're like, wow. You know, S and P's at all time highs. You know, Dow. All these things that we're seeing, um, you know, are, is boding well for for a lot of people because you know the market. You know, we're still in a, in a in a bull type of environment, which is was good. But let's frame this for again all the new Robinhood traders. Um, there's this thing called the bear market as well. They come too. Uh, it's not just all up in the sky, people. Um, there's some things where you can get hit hurt pretty hard. So that's why having an understanding of things, because I hate hearing people, you know, losing dramatics and dramatic amounts of money um, because they didn't know what they're doing. That's just, it breaks my heart to see that. So absolutely. Um, that's why, that's yeah, I think, I'm, I'm sorry. I think there's a, a danger I, that worries me is people who make money in Robin hood and those type of things. And in the short term, you worry that they pick up the wrong habits and, you know, it's a long life. It's a long career that you have. And, um, you know, what, what might've worked in late 2020 is not going to work every year for the next 45 years. And so, um, you know, what I like to say is what, ha- what happens when markets pull back, it's, it's really an opportunity. I know it feels terrible when you're invested and you look at your account and it's going down, but I think, if you can flip your thinking around, you know, the wealthiest people, what they do is they buy assets when they go on sale. And what it is, is it's really an opportunity. Um, again, as long as your thesis hasn't changed um, to add exposure rather than to panic and, and subtract exposure. So that's a couple of things I would, you know, that you, you mentioned and, and came to mind, but um, you know, good habits uh, are hard to start but you really need to do it if you want to have a long, uh, successful career in investing. Um, even if you're, you know, if you're not a career person investing, but we all want to invest in a way 
um, that's going to build our wealth. It's, it's critical. And if you do it the right way and you, you follow the formula that makes the most sense to you and your investment style and your plans, then um, your future is going to be uh, well taken care of because history has shown that you know the markets over a long period of time continue to increase. Yes, there's going to be some peaks and valleys and recessions and pandemics and all those other things, although I'd be thrilled if both of those things don't come back again. But history <laughs> history has proven otherwise. So uh, we'll, right. we'll play it by ear. So Brian, I've loved this conversation. Uh, where can people find out more about you and this incredible work you're doing? So you can find us at www.leftbrainwm.com. Uh, for a wealth management business. And so folks who are looking to work with an advisor, um, that would be a good place to start. Um, Leftbrainir.com as well. That's our investment research service. And you can get some, uh, there's some good free materials out there as well, but also uh, it's our subscription service. And that's the exact research we use uh, to make investment decisions for our clients and for ourselves as well. Um, and then I'd also let uh, let people know reach out to me on LinkedIn uh, directly. I'm happy to answer any questions that might come up about investing um, and see, you know, if you want to try to work with somebody, uh, don't worry, don't hesitate to reach out. That's awesome. I'll definitely have that information in the show notes. So Brian, thanks so much for sharing all of your wisdom today. I know a lot of people learned a ton of stuff from this uh, interview on, on investing and how to invest the right way. So thank you again for being part of the show. Thanks, Michael. Thanks to you and also to your listeners. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.